Sesame Street is now part of HBO. But we're still going to bring you what HBO is known for, like biting social commentary. Donald Trump wants to run USA like business. Me hope that business chips ahoy. Hard-edged cop dramas. Why don't you try singing with me, Bert? That always helps me feel better when I'm blue. How can I sing when everything I've ever known is a lie? A sequence of imaginary incidents adding up to absolute zero. Uh, you want to hear a joke? <laughs> We're all God's joke. But the biggest punchline of all is that there is no God. <laughs> Sexy vampires. True blood was five seasons too long. That's one, two, three, four, five seasons of bullshit. Ah, ah, ah. The first two were good. Everybody, welcome to the show. Dave Jones Show with you uh, on a chilly Wednesday morning. No, that's, it's not chilly. It's actually perfect out. I just like that. That's my go-to line when I'm doing the old radio show. Dave Jones with you on chilly Tuesday morning. Six after Christmas. But uh, yeah, we got an all-new podcast. It's going to be awesome. We got a special guest with us today, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's get it going and start the Dave Jones Podcast. Well, we're having some. Uh, we're having a whole bunch of technical difficulties today, and, but uh, we actually were able to work it through. I'm with my good friend, Mr. Guillermo Salazar. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, Memo. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have you. I'm glad you were my guest today because you're my pal and my friend. And uh, yeah, if David Tell was here, we just we would have said forget <laughs> it, forget it, because my computer wasn't working. And you know, I love the computer. I like having the clips. I like everything. I don't know what's wrong with that stupid computer. And Memo's been here. This is my third computer. I don't know. I got some sort of difficulties. I do not download porn I guess. on this computer. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't know. This is my old one, but it's working. It just doesn't type the letter A. So that was the only issue. But we seem to be able to work it out today. And that's why maybe uh, I'll be a little off with everything. But we finally got it going because the most important thing is the conversation. That's right. But and when you say conversation, you mean the monologue that lasts an hour, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's like, you know, I like playing the clips and shit like that. I mean, there's stuff we have to talk about. I mean, it's very important that, you know, I prepare every week and it's very important that I have everything the way I it's want a it. multimedia presentation. Well, that's what makes the podcast right. fun. Everybody else puts their stuff in post. I like to do it right on the front where we're actually listening to it all together and then we can discuss it. It's true. Or whatever. And then I don't have to do much editing later, you know, so it's, <laughs> or any. Do you ever give credit to your uh, theme song composer? Why would I? No, I don't know. Just I bought it. it. I purchased it. <laughs> you did? Yeah. I wanted, remember how with the Cars movie? Yeah, yeah. We still didn't make any of that. Well, <laughs> right. this time I didn't fool around. And I oh, I see. Well, when I first started at Stand Up New York, yeah. um, I guess I thought maybe there would be an issue. I don't think he said anything, but I thought having one where I purchased and I own the rights to, right. that, then there wouldn't be any problem. So Chris Trudeau was right. Well, he was kind of right, but meanwhile, I've been playing lots of clips I have no rights to, <laughs> right. and I don't give a shit anyway. That's so true. I'm like waiting for somebody to say, which means like some more people are listening. Right. But that would really bum me out. And who cares? What's the difference if I play a clip from something that's already on YouTube anyway? It's true. Come on, everybody. Just relax. Everybody is excited about the Cars movie. They want to hear it. 
They're dying. They're dying, Memo. Good. Um, we're all waiting. Well, what are you doing about it? No, I know. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, my new manager is trying to work it out. You know, we're trying to work everything out. I like her a lot. She's the best thing you've done. This best decision you've made in like 10 years. Well, it's really funny because um, Sarah has really, Sarah and her manager have been on her ass. Like ever since crashing has been on. Mm-hmm. Sarah has been like, your manager better be doing something for you. <laughs> and then like her manager called me and goes like, um, yeah, listen, is your manager doing anything for me? What the hell's going on? Right, right. They were like really angry. Right. Um, and so then I don't know what happened, but last week, and I've already talked about it on the podcast, that um, she called me and said, are you telling people I'm not your manager? And so I, I put out and, you know, people on the sound of my voice, Vanessa <laughs> Barrios is my manager. Like I had to, you know, do a little damage girl. I, and I told her, I'm not telling people you're not my manager. I just... I'm embarrassed telling people I have a manager because when I walk into a comedy club, I'm like, yes, um, I'm doing a spot at a pizza place and this is my manager. You know, it's embarrassing. Right, right. I don't feel like I deserve a manager yet. And plus, none of the other comics ever bring their managers into the club. Right, right. You know, not even Chris Rock or Louie. I mean, I was there with Louie the other day. His manager's not there. Right. Unfortunately, my manager loves comedy. You could look at that two ways, but let's just say if your manager was Jessica Pilot, right. you know, she, you can't get rid of her because she loves comedy. Right. She's like, let's go to the cellar. I'm like, what manager ever says that? Right. So right. once in a while, I guess their managers are there, but you know, I just can't have her walking around with me when I'm not confident enough that I deserve a manager. I don't want people to be like, Jessica got a manager? He has one show and he got a manager? <laughs> right, right. I didn't tell you that. I saw Groundhog Day, the musical last week. I, I saw your playbill. Oh, I, I told my listeners and... Um, Vincent, I went with Vincent, and he told Larry Moss, he goes, yeah, Jessica, I got a series. Because that's the way they talked back then. <laughs> right, you know? right. Did I ever tell you that he was John Travolta's brother in Welcome Back, Cotter, Bobby Barbarino? You didn't? You mean Vincent? Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that a long time ago. I was just wondering. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to bore my uh, No, listeners. no, it's No, great. they already know. Right. They've I, I've talked about it nonstop, yes. so I don't know where we left off. You haven't been on in like a long, long time. I haven't time. seen Vincent in a long I'd love to see him again. He's a great guy. He's an all right guy. He's an all right. You know what? This guy's okay. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. So you finally saw Crashing. Yeah. And um, I don't I? understand because I know you don't have any kind of television whatsoever. I have my ways. Yeah. I have my methods. Don't say what they are here. <laughs> I don't want to know. My virgin ears can't handle it. <laughs> I haven't seen the finale, though. I have I've yet. I sort of. Put oh, you've been on. watching the whole thing? Yeah, I've seen all seven, seven out of eight episodes. Well, let's talk about the finale for a second. Uh, <laughs> that is the part that. Um, all you guys that love Artie, when I was first telling you, oh my God, you're going to love Artie in this. It's like a second coming. The scene that I had seen was when he was in the baptism pool. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. It's I'm okay. Sorry. That's cool. But um, yeah, that's the scene I wanted to tell everybody is like, oh my God, you're going to love this. You're not going to even believe. If you are a fan of Artie Lang's, you're going to love him on the show. And that's why I was telling people I couldn't right. tell them anything yet. Uh, but I had seen that scene early on and I'm like, that is what's, funnier than that when he's just sitting there almost christ-like in the pool his fans are going to love that and that's pretty much almost the last shot in the entire season right and right. it's like very cool and he was really funny in this uh, past episode and i think um the show ended. you know people are very mixed on the show itself uh, but people i like it and i'm not you know I'd probably hate it if I wasn't in it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, because if I didn't audition for anything, but, you know, it's like, again, it goes back to um, all your friends are in it and you're not doing anything. It kind of sucks. So right. I probably wouldn't hate it. And I'd probably watch it every week because everybody's talking about it, at least in our little community. Right. But um, I do enjoy the show. I was, even though I, again, it, 
you know, all the shows I've been on, right? I always start the season watching all of them, uh, whether it be Sarah's show or Men of a Certain Age or something like that, even Scooby-Doo. I'll watch every episode until I come up to uh-huh. get excited about it. Right. And after I come up, I never watch again, even Sarah's. Right. I was like, I cannot stomach this one minute longer. I just sure. didn't like that show. Um, so after the third episode, which I was on, I stopped watching and then it subsequently got canceled anyway. Maybe I was right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they even switched it. After I was on, it totally went downhill. After I got killed. And that there's they jumped the shark then? Jumped the shark. Yeah. And they moved. I mean, I don't think it was just me. They moved it to like a 1, 1 a.m. time slot just right. to show the other episodes. And Meanwhile, each episode cost a million dollars. <laughs> so why wasn't that on at like 8 p.m.? Right. You know, I mean, right. it was just. But um, for this show, I enjoyed it so much that I did watch the last two episodes because I was like, last Sunday, I'm like, oh, I'm very excited about the final episode of Crashing. So I kind of enjoy the show. But then why wouldn't I? Like, all my friends are on it. Like, I mean, Artie's great on it, and I wanted to see how that worked out. And I I was curious to see how it ended. Right. Meanwhile, I had to make three lasagnas on Sunday, so I didn't watch it until late. I had three matzah lasagnas. Oh, right. For Passover. Right, of course. For Pesach. Right. Um, Did you eat them, or are you actually still? I ate. One yesterday. Okay. Well, I will explain the story too. If you let's start off from the beginning, all right. And then we'll talk about you for a second. First of all, uh, memo. If you don't know, is no. This isn't what I wanted to play. This is what I wanted to play. This is. What, I recognize that. Little... Is that HBO one? That's the crashing one. You must be sick of this song. I was going to say, I hear this every day. Why would you play this on the... Because I knew it would annoy you. (laughs) Memo works on the new Sesame Street. It's funny because Memo works for HBO. But So you'd think, oh, that sounds awesome. But unfortunately, (laughs) or fortunately, it depends on how you look at it. This is Memo's favorite song now. Yeah. I don't know what to say. You don't like the updated version? No, it's fine. It's with that autistic kid that's so fucking annoying. I know, he loves her. Julia. Loves her? It's the most annoying character I've ever seen. If Big Bird says hello to you and you don't say hello back, you're an asshole. She's like, hi, Julia. Hello, Julia. I just want to punch that kid in the face. I know. I don't know why you're not on the show. I, I cannot figure it out either. I know you tried to help me get on, and I, I can't figure it out either. Because I'd come on that show. Hello. Exactly. Hello. I'd start pounding on her forehead. Hello in there. Right. McFly. McFly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have an autistic kid on Sesame Street now. So frustrating. But why'd they make it a girl since I've never met an autistic girl before? I thought they only um, had boys get that disease. No, girls get it too. They uh you know, like AIDS. Right. Girls get AIDS too. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't? I don't only know. men. Do they? It seems that way. Um, only certain types of men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Magic Johnson. Um, yeah. Magic Johnson's has AIDS. What are you saying? <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to 1994, I think. <laughs> well, and, and doing the Paul Lynn is like, right. well, welcome to what era are you, where are you from? Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, it's a girl, but that's, you know, it's good to expand And her people variety. really like that character? Yeah, they love her, yeah. Who? It's been a huge hit in the last four days or whatever since it's been out, three days or whatever. Oh, yeah. it's only been three days. Well, since like it's she, the TV show. Came I saw out. it on sixty minutes. Well, right, they yeah. previewed it on sixty minutes. No, it's great. I really like that episode too. It's one of the best ones I've, I've since I've been there. I was so annoyed, you know, because I was just like, um, 
why isn't she answering Big Bird? If Big <laughs> Bird's going to talk to you, you, answer back. Right. And they're like, oh, no, it's okay if she doesn't answer back. She's retarded. Right. That's what they should be saying. Yeah, they She's did say retarded. that. She's retarded. That was the original cut. used the word cut. retard? In the original cut. Oh. The, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand why retard is such a bad word anymore. You know, someday, I like the 20 word retarded. years from now, me too. They're going to call autistic being not politically correct. Right. Or especially Asperger's for sure. <laughs> right. They're going to say that is not the right word. That right. is the worst <laughs> word ever to have Asperger's. I can't even believe I don't have Asperger's well, no because one people would don't. make fun of me. Oh, I probably do have <laughs> yeah. it in a way. Right. That's like the worst disease to have where you're or where you are retarded and they think it's better to say I have Asperger's. <laughs> Asperger's. Right. That, it's like, how can that be better? How is that better than retard? <laughs> I don't know. You're right, though. They will, in 20 years, it'll all be changed. Yeah, it'll all be changed. That, that's totally that's true. That's why I'm going to continue to call black people colored. Right, because it might come back. It might come back. Yeah. Exactly. You're ahead of your time. Exactly. That's what I try and tell people, and they just don't get it. Anyway. Um, Can I, I ask you about crashing since we were sure. before you move on? Like, uh, uh, No, I don't like to talk <laughs> about myself. So, No, uh. I'm, I'm curious about, I mean, I when I started watching it, I was so annoyed by Pete. Holmes. I, I just Everybody feels that way. So annoying, yeah. right? And he's just another Judd Apatow, schlubby white guy who shouldn't ever get laid, but in this show, somehow everybody likes some type of a thing. And no, he never gets laid in the show. Really. No, no, I just mean like like all Judd Apatow stuff, right? It's always, it's like uh, like knocked up or whatever. Like if that was real life, right. that guy would have never. No. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's like you can be a geek. Well, he's hero. the new Steven Spielberg of our time where he'll put, you know, disgusting Jews in shows <laughs> like, you know, uh, right. Richard Dreyfus, you know, right. in Jaws. Right. And something like, no, I think we need a Jewish guy, like a real Jew. You know right. what I'm talking about? Not like, like one of those ones that's right. playing a Jew right. in the Holocaust. Cost, you right, know, right. Like that's very good looking. <laughs> right. No, Richard Drive, like an annoying Jew. Right. For Jaws. You sure you want to go with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. An annoying Jew is where it's at. Right. Remember, he's in Long Island. It makes sense. Right. Anyway, that's go true. ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Just, I mean, so it's just weird. Well, it's weird because, like, you know, I'm not a comic, but I've been in that world with yeah. you and Rachel for a long time. And so it's weird. It's cool seeing it. That's what's exciting. But then it's weird. Because you're like, well, if this, you know, every, what, what I find funny is that he's meeting all these great comics and they're all like, oh, you're really funny. And like, all you're thinking is like, no, he's not funny at yeah, all. Yeah, he's not funny at all. That's, that's <laughs> right? true. Yeah, and, like, and then come over my couch. And like, when would Sarah ever be like, yeah, come over. Yeah, I mean, well, I know she might. Show. Right. She might. Maybe, but I don't but think Artie, Well, right. I don't know. You're right. Or TJ well, or whatever. I, like, I guess you're right. You know, I never even thought about that. But I guess he, the thing is, let's say if the thing is. And I don't think it comes across on camera. Right. But he is that nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've told you before, we instantly hit it off. Right. You know, so much so that, you know, the next day I was on his podcast. The next day we had drinks. Right. The next day after that, he invited me to go out to dinner with him and Judd. He actually is that yeah, nice. Yeah, no, no. He seems like the But it does like not come across. Right, right. On, you're, you're right. And I've heard <laughs> that from so many people. <laughs> right, right. And if you're not a Pete Holmes fan, and there are a lot of Pete Holmes fans, but, yeah, it's funny. I mean, when you see his act or something, you're like, what? How is anybody a fan of this? Right, you know, it's not. There's nothing edgy about it or anything. <laughs> right, but exactly. I guess there's this sect, which would be the correct word, right? Christians and stuff like that, right. that, that you know, that find it great. Well, that's what's so weird, right? I mean, I know, like in the greater 
part of this country, there's like clean comics. There's obviously a lot of people, but like we're in New York and it's such the opposite. It's so I weird seeing him. I think that's why it's good for HBO and that's what makes, right. and I think Judd figured out why Artie needed to be in like every, you know, I think Artie was only supposed to be in the first one. Right. And they're like this dynamic right. with this clean cut kid who's kind of a dope. Right. And then this, you know, <laughs> right. Fat, disgusting, <laughs> right. uh, you know, degenerate jailbird. You right. know, like exactly. I mean, like a, her- a junkie. Right. And they and they yet they have a, a very nice bond. Right. And already is amazing in it. And I think that um, is why people enjoy it. The contrast of all the people he meets, TJ. Right. We've myself really. I mean, it's just all the people <laughs> that he meets along the way. I would say the only person that might be. Uh, more like him would be that Steve Agee, the guy that was in the house with me and Sarah, you right, know, who's right. a very pleasant person, even right. though he's a little... How funny is it? Nobody ever talks about... A couple people talk I mean, they always mention I'm fat and bald. But um, <laughs> how tiny do I look in he front of those so giants? Tiny. That was the weirdest part about the... You look so small. I'm not that small. <laughs> I know. I'm 5'10". I'm an average size. But in right. front of those giants it's who hilarious. must be at least seven feet tall, right. I looked like I was a midget. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that until somebody told me that. I'm like, that too? Is that necessary? And of course, I've already told people. And I haven't told you this. I haven't told you this. Are you ready for this? All right. My, the, the audience knows already. Do you remember in 1989 <laughs> when I was on the Morton Downey show yes. and my grandmother called up and said, we have some money put aside for your nose. Remember? <laughs> right, remember? Right, and right. I got it done. Right. You are not going to believe what happened to me last Sunday. My sister called up and said, mom and I have been talking. We have some money put aside. What do you think it is? I don't know. Stomach stapled. I don't know what. I don't know. Wouldn't what. you think that? That's what I would have thought first. <laughs> yeah. Try again. What like height in be- like hair? How are you going to do that? Like grooming? Like nope. uh, I don't know. We have some money put aside, and we want you to get it done. And I didn't even think about it. You're not thinking about it. No, now. you didn't. Eyes. What? Yep. They what? want me to get my eyes done. What? Did, I don't even know what that means. That's what I said. I don't even know what that means, and I wasn't <laughs> even looking at it. That was like the one thing I was okay with. What does that mean? What? what you're they want to get the bags under my eyes taken care of. Oh well, that's normal. So that's I look what... like Dustin Hoffman now. <laughs> But then you look like a plastic. I know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what they want me to get done. Right. Oh, so weird. It's hilarious, right? That's weird. My sister and mother are like pathetic. <laughs> it's like my mother did a, a number on my sister so many years ago when she said women I guess need a lot of makeup. Right. Which fucked my sister up for know, years it's, it's... until she met her husband and now she's almost normal. But clearly she's not. Right. Because she's like, no, you gotta get. She was angry at me because <laughs> it, it was like the end of Arthur. Arthur, <laughs> I demand you take this money. Right. right. Oh, that's just. <laughs> Arthur, this is the last time I'm off. I mean, this is what my mother and sister are doing. That's crazy. Arthur? <laughs> I, I disagree with that, Beth. I, well, I disagree. I disagree with it, too. I don't even want... I don't even... That's the one thing I wasn't looking at. <laughs> no, that's really funny. <laughs> we have some money, but we're going to get you some... Um, what, lifts? <laughs> is that what they're called? Lifts? I think that's what it was. Um, I thought they were going to do some kind of manscaping thing or something. I, I didn't well, that makes sense. Right, right. No, it's funny because Irene's been coming over to train me. Oh, by the way, everybody, and kind of breaking news, my Soul Cycle instructor got fired <laughs> um, last Friday, and it, it, it's you got her fired. No, oh. well, that's what everybody thinks because I kept getting free classes. Right. Ageism. She's too she's old. She's fifty, and she's too old, and they canned her. So Can't she doing a HuffPost Huff Post article coming out. Uh, there's no proof. It oh. was just very clear to her and to me 
They started taking but, away I mean, classes. You, if you Everyone fire younger. somebody, right, mm-hmm. you need a probable cause where they can sue you. Like, you can't just indiscriminately. F- Unless she's not an employee, was she just like a. No, she was an employee. Oh, well, then they can't just. Or maybe she's not. Maybe it doesn't work that way. I don't know how it works. Right. She didn't say anything about that, but she knows just the way I know. Right. She's 50. Most of the instructors are in their 20s or right. 30s. Right. But the fact of the matter is, everybody who took her class worshipped her. Right. She was completely in tip top shape, you know, able to teach. Two classes a day, which is which I dare a twenty-five-year-old to even do. (laughs) And the best instructor that I had had when I'd gone to the other ones, and I'm putting this in the article. Do you remember when I went out to Pasadena, and that girl was like, she was okay. She wasn't as nurturing as Lori. Like Lori's really great. She's like, please come and see me after the class. If I don't know you, I'd like to meet you. Let alone when she comes up, like, are you doing okay during the session? Like making sure everyone's okay. Right. I'd never seen the other instructors do that. They're only in there for their own money or whatever, and they don't give a shit. And this one girl goes, and I'm thinking about using this in in the act, but I, I can't decide. Um, now you guys are going to look great on Tinder or whatever you do. And we're like, aha. And then she goes, of course, I don't need Tinder. I have a boyfriend, so it's not a big deal. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why would somebody say that? If you're feeling really good about yourself after work, then she makes everyone in that room feel like a bag of crap because we don't was, look like her. This was, she was in California? Yeah. Oh, well, that's probably why. Yeah, but you don't need to say that last part. <laughs> I know. How is she the insecure one? Her body's amazing. <laughs> well, uh, What a dick. So that was no, exhibit A. Exhibit B, the next one was like, she didn't say anything or something, but she was doing these moves on the bike that no normal human could do. Like, just, you know, it, she was like, now go up and down like this. And she was, it was amazing. I mean, she was really good. Right. But it's ridiculous because no one can do that. And she, she just wanted the attention. Yeah, I think she wanted to show off that she could, right. that she was better than us. So right. that's two instructors that are trying to show off. Right. And Lori is completely not like that and quite frankly being older makes it better because then you strive i'm like laurie looks terrific right and then you know and why wouldn't i want to i i feel less intimidated with a, right and there's plenty of people my age in there plenty of people it's like and this is the upper west side it was like half and half right um you know 20 30 40 50 and definitely definitely lots of people my age in there i thought it was all going to be 20s and all the classes i've taken it seems all different ages why wouldn't you want some instructors that are a little older no why wouldn't it be inspiring if somebody was 70 right who gives i'm not going in there to meet girls look at the way i look i'm not going (laughs) in and it's soul cycle it's mostly a girl's class anyway right what do you need somebody that looks like that what is the purpose of that how is that let alone the fact that two women started this organization and you're talking about your stupid empowerment of women (laughs) and international women's day and this is what happens to a woman who's terrific and when she also realizes that she was the representative soul cycle they're like we want you to go to the hamptons the most exclusive place and train everybody in the hamptons that's how i found out about her through people, they're like, yeah, there's this girl, Lori Sanchez, whatever. Right. And she's like the guru of Soul Cycle. She's in the Hamptons. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I know her. And that's why we started to reconnect. She was the one they sent out to train all the celebrities and all that kind of stuff. And right. when she turned 50, they took it away. That's she, why she, she knew I something she was up. breaks out on her own and like takes all her... her I hope so, too. But she's, I think she might go to Flywheel or something. I see. I see. That's another place I know you don't know about it. I know. I've heard. So there goes my routine. It was all working. <laughs> where Irene was like, and if you go to season two of Crashing, it's going to be ridiculous because you're going to be like sculpted and you know, like <laughs> uh, my eyes done and be like, hello, Peter. You know, like you know, a little voice change action. Uh, come on, it won't be funny anymore. You know, like um, right Chevy Chase, but in the the opposite way, where I'm not funny for different reasons. Right. I mean, let's face it. 
I know the funniest part about the episode is that I'm in that towel. I get it. <laughs> I know it's not just me being funny. I mean, I'm funny too, but the you towel. You were good. I got to say, you know, like comedians are usually not good at delivering lot, like in sort of a general. Some are good actors, but a lot, you know, like for example, I remember watching a tell on like uh, um, Arrested Development, right? And right. He was so flat. I mean, you But know, that was funny too. It was funny. It didn't matter because well, it was Arrested Development. Well, he's good at this point. He can act like himself. Now, well, he, he had was a lot better. It was like watching him. I was like, oh, he's gotten better, you know. Oh, right, this time in Crash. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Even though he was saying things he would never, you know, that was another funny right, thing. Right. Is like, why would he ever offer someone to smoke a cigarette with him, you know? He well, never, he's done that before. Has no, he? He's done that. See, I never, every time I see him, he just avoids everybody. So the, the it, fact that he's like, it hey. It depends, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes he will take, a lot of those guys will take a new comic right. who's polite right. and not trying to be a dick. Right. And right. That, that's the thing. It's, there's, there is a lot of realistic yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe, about it. maybe. I mean, at least Tell didn't ask him to sleep on his couch because that right. would never happen. <laughs> exactly. But Artie exactly. is very, yeah, he's a very, nice um, like he will take you under your wing. I mean, right. he talks to everybody. He's like, "Why don't you open for me?" Right. That is completely realistic. Right. And he doesn't care who it is. He's just like that kind of person. Right. Which is why people like him so much, and you just want good things to happen for him. Right. Because he really is a kind and caring person. He's obviously ridiculously funny. But, you know, he's just got so many demons. It just sucks because um, my thoughts are for the second season, I think they had it planned like he's just going to be a cast member, you know, and be in every episode. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I don't know, maybe now they are second guessing like, well, we can't put him the way we wanted to because <laughs> right. we're enabling him maybe. Who knows? Right. Uh, of course, this on the other side could be good for me. I'll take, uh, <laughs> take up, pick up the slack. We'll be a half and a half. <laughs> right. Who knows? No, but he's such a delight, and he's so nice. And actually, Attell even said, um, no, you're definitely going to be in the second season. I'm even going to talk to Judd about it. That's Attell. Wow. You know why? Maybe because he finally figured out that he sucks, and he's ruined my career <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> and the other day, he still blamed me for calling the New York Post. Yesterday. <laughs> he's like, hey, are you going to call the Post again? I'm like, you won't let that drop. And speaking of which, by the way, Charlie Murphy died today. Now, I've never cared for that guy. Um, he's also slept with some girls that I couldn't sleep with because he slept with them. Um, and he's dead and he's never coming back. And that's that. All right. But the main person. Well, I, let, um, there's so much to discuss today. We're already a half hour in and we have so much to do. OK. We want to talk about Don Rickles for just a little bit. Uh, I don't want to go into a huge tribute, but I have to tell you what happened this weekend. All right. Because this is this is classic. Now, the first thing I did on Friday was I was on the Jim and Sam show on Sirius Radio. That's Jim Norton mm-hmm. and this guy, Sam Roberts. I think that's his name. Sorry, I just met him for the first time. Delightful guy. And I had a great time doing the show. But on the show, I kind of revealed a lot about myself. You came out? Memo, you know, just because oh. you see one musical doesn't mean... <laughs> All right, I just No, no, assumed. I know that. I, I know it did sound like I was... <laughs> Uh, no, they were asking me about sex and, you know, for, are you dating anybody and stuff? And I was just very <laughs> forthcoming. And I'm like, no, I kind of gave up. And they're like, when's the last time you got a blowjob? And I was like, uh, a year ago. I don't know. That's and he's like yelling at me, a year ago. <laughs> and there was a really hot girl right to the right. This comic, Kelsey Cook. It was very nice. It was like really embarrassing. But, you know, you want to be truthful. And right. we had a really good time. It was so much fun. Oh, they also found the Morton Downey clip. <laughs> they found the slasher film Morton Downey Crip. If you, you remember, I've been telling you guys about it. In 1989, I was on as a slasher film director. It's on YouTube now. I didn't know this guy was amazing. He was finding everything. He wow. found the crashing. He found the towel. 
Were you, you talking about the towel? Like on YouTube, like your name appears in like the... No, you just say Morton Downey Slasher and it comes up. I see. Um, it's amazing. You know, they were making fun of, you know, I had the ponytail right, number right. and everything. It was so That's funny. It's a great clip. It's a great clip. It's a classic. So we were talking about that. And then it turned out that... The other guy, Sam, was on this Nickelodeon show called Figure It Out as a kid. And I'm like, oh, my God, I used to love that show. That girl, Summer Sandra, was so hot. They're like, well, how old were you when you were? Well, I was 40. You know, like, I was 12. You know? right. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I, that's, that's why I watch a lot of those shows. Um, that girl was hot. She'd always be wearing shorts. Um, but she was of age, so it was okay. She right. was like 24. I so it, 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 it was a <laughs> not gross, I see. Uh, no, it's gross. Um, anyway. So when I finished that show, I was like feeling a little down on myself. I'm like, God, I really am. But I had so much confidence lately because a little bit more confidence lately because yeah, you've been doing a everybody's lot been really nice. And, you know, it's it's exciting to go to the um, comedy cellar. In fact, the last episode, you'll notice there's a guy who goes in and gets baptized, uh, like a ball guy, nice guy, and he get, he's the first one to go into the pool, the baptism pool. He is the showrunner. His name is Eric Sloven. He's a wonderful guy, and it is because of him also that I was able to be on the show. Right. So I emailed him, and I said, dude, thank you so much. You were great in the show. It was so nice to see. I didn't know he was in the show. I didn't know he had a part. Right. And I said, thank you for putting me in the show. It really meant a lot, and it's kind of validated me when I sit at the comics table at the Comedy Cellar. Right. Now, I've never felt really uncomfortable at the comics table, but sometimes I do. Sure. You know, if I'm there with... I feel, I mean, I know Louis and knows me and Amy knows me and everything, and it's okay, but sometimes, I, you know, I'm not performing there. I yeah, mean, I yeah. do, but you know what I mean. Those right. guys are all going on stage and they're coming down, whatever. Right. But being in this and being part of the community, I mean, and everybody who's at the tables in the show, right, right. I feel validated. He goes, dude, you, you've always been validated. You're like one of the funniest guys I know. Right. Like, he was so nice. Right. And I'm like, I, 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 all I can say is, like, thank you, you know, because it's really helping. Sure. I feel like, you know, it, it's it's nice and people are, you know, even though I was the first two days I couldn't talk to anybody because of the towel it was really. <laughs> Everybody I know, you know, has been saying things to me um, like a lot of people. Do you remember the girl that's hot that I call fat? What's her name? <laughs> Crystal. What is it? <laughs> Crystal. What is she? A I stripper? Don't, I, well, now she looks like a stripper. She's really gorgeous. Yes. Now. What's her name? Erica. Erica. Um, has she seen it? Because then she know. can make fun of me for being fat, <laughs> and then maybe we can go at. She has um, now. She I'll ask her. Is we're our Instagram <laughs> friends. She, you know, I always say happy birthday. I mean, she's so hot. <laughs> uh, you know, I still am trying. I'm well, still you, trying. Well, you should ask her if she's seen you in that clip. Yeah, I mean, that seems like she could get me back. Right. You know, like look, you're <laughs> right, fat. Right. You're fat right now. <laughs> I'm thin. It's true. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so when I went to work that that day, I'm like, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to do a bunch of spots mm -hmm. to practice for the Toronto gig with Sarah Silverman, and uh, people have been very nice in putting me on. And the crashing thing is probably the most helpful thing that there is that right. they're letting me do this. Right. But it was great on Friday too because I was at. Uh, this club, the I was at the Grizzly Pear where they filmed that too. Um, <laughs> right, anywhere right. I can get a spot, you know. Right, right. And uh, this guy from TMZ, Adam Glenn, came in. He goes, "Oh, I heard you on the Jim and Sam show today." So it's like I feel like I really got something going on. So I was getting a little more confident. Sure. So I said, "I'm going to make some dates." You know, I'm going to ask these girls to come out with me and we'll just hang around the village and I'll do my spots and then I'll not for them to see me. I didn't want them to see me, but I could either meet them after or before or they can come just hang out in the in the bar and I can go on and then we can leave. So I called, um, I, I guess I won't use any of the names, but it's a, it's a girl you know, 
this, this girl who's who's fifty three mm-hmm. and very gorgeous, um, friend of uh, Irene's and, and Rachel's, and she's really pretty. I mean, really pretty. And Irene has even said she wants to have sex with you, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. So anyway, so I asked her out and. I did the show, and then she met me at this bar that I love hanging out, um, uh, you know, in the village. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the you know I know the manager there, and I use the bathroom there because I hate going into the cellar because <laughs> right. you got to walk to the comments. Um, and we're having a, a great time, and she looks amazing. And we're sitting at the table, then we're sitting at the bar, and we're getting we're drunk. And then she's like, "Let's go get wings," and I'm like, "I'm in love <laughs> with this girl." Uh, that was like three in the morning at the cellar, anyways, whatever. And then after that, I try and make the move outdoors. Um, just before we're catching a cab, I'm like, I'm going to make the move. I'm going to make the move. And then she was like having none of it. Huh. And I'm like, what the, f- I even had prior, <laughs> what the hell is this? And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, and then I said, do you want to come over? Which, you know, I never ask anybody right. anymore. Right. I don't know. It's this, the show, I think on Friday, I was right. just making, I'm like, no. It I, seemed like the right thing to do. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm like, do you want to come over? And she's like, I'm not coming over. And I'm like, fine. So I dropped her off at her place. I went home. The next day, I even wrote back. I'm like, what the fuck was that all about? I was like really angry. I don't know why. It didn't matter. It was okay. We still had a good time. Right. The she, next... lives, she lives in Chelsea. Yeah, right. Right, right. The, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. The next day, I go out with a 22-year-old <laughs> from my office. Right. Um, who I always liked. And I, I just called her, and I was just like, hey, do you want to hang out with me this weekend? She's like, sure. And I'm like, what? You do. I mean, I really, we'd never hung out before. We never even really talked that much. But she, I was like, here's what I'm going to do. And, and it wasn't because, like, oh, I love stand up or anything. She's right. like, yeah, I'm not doing nothing. Right. And she's got a boyfriend. <laughs> might be black. I don't know. I said, you know, I said, whatever. Um, but I don't know where they're at with their relationship. She lives in Jersey. Um, but she, you know, she was supposed to come out with me on Friday, but, uh, something happened. She's getting a new place or something. She had to do something. So I was, I didn't think she'd actually come out Saturday, but she did. Right. It actually, you know, we planted like on Friday and she came out Saturday and she met me at the comedy cellar and, uh, we had a drink there and then we walked over to the Grizzly Pear and she saw me do my show. Now she's 22 and she's smart enough to say, the hell was that? <laughs> That's your show? That's what you're planning on doing? Like, she, she doesn't know anything about comedy, but she's like, I just, I don't want to be rude. I just feel you can do better. And I'm like, no, 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 I know. I know. I'm just trying to work it out. Maybe. Ironically, that, that exact scene happened in Crashing with his mom, remember? He does his... What, what, his the guy parents, was there before, right? And the guy... No, but his the parents guy was, come to see him. Right, right. I remember. The guy was dirty beforehand. And right. And she's like, you know, you and she's such a prude and they're Christian. And then she actually trashes him because the other guy was honest. And, right, and right. He, and, and I thought that was a great scene. That was like... Yeah, no, you're right. Listen, I, I know how it is. I'm doing shit material because right. I'm just trying to get through. Right. Because I'm not... You know, I'm not ready to talk about myself. Right. Now, meanwhile, I could talk about myself here. I could talk about it on a fucking radio station well, series, but irony. I can't do it on stage <laughs> in front of live people. I don't know why. I'm stuck behind imitations all the time. Right. And I've been trying more and more. Well, you have, I think you just have this idea of what a comic is supposed to be that you just can't get past. I can't get past it. But it's I crazy. cannot get past it. I mean, the idea is from like 1963. Like, I know. You gotta, like, like, and I don't even have jokes <laughs> right, so right. i don't even know what i'm doing i'm just trying to get past this show right and then after the sarah show i'm gonna try and work more stuff out right now i just need to do this show and do the best i can and then move on from there you know i mean i think i'm gonna open 
uh, or do at least a guest spot with David Tell at the Stress Factory the week after, mm-hmm. which is in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which my niece won't go to anymore because she had that job for two seconds and now she's afraid to go back. <laughs> she's pathetic since she goes to Rutgers. Um, uh, but then, again, I'll still have to do the same material all the time. But I, there is a point where I'm going to make it better, talk more about myself. I Like, I know I could be great. Yeah, well, we've all known that. <laughs> I know, I just, I can't put it together. It's the oddest thing. I'm afraid to... Talk about it. I mean, you guys know. I'm talking about the people that listen to this podcast. I mean, right. you know how forthcoming I am all right. the time. It's like I, well, exactly. I can't do it on stage. I don't know why. You need an intervention. If we just I just feel, you. you know, I mean, Atel is my best friend. And, 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 you know, Jeff Ross and Sarah. And all they do is tell joke, 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 joke. Right. So I think it has something to do with that where I'm like, you know, I'm, I want to tell some stories. You know, right. and they're like, what? That's not a real comic. No, but that you're is right. A, that is you're a saying real comic. it's not a real comic, though. Maybe now. No, but it's there's like you're, plenty of comics that, that are, you know, that aren't just like But you one-liners. just said it the right way. I'm having that 60s mentality right. where it's right. not like that. But I'll figure it out. But right now, whatever. And it's funny that this girl just picked right up on it. Like, that's <laughs> that's your act? Right. That's the act you're going to get paid for? <laughs> that's good. You need that. That's but think good. about how everybody else feels. You know, I'm <laughs> right. bumping people. They're like, oh, he's opening for say he's on crashing and then they see it and they're like right that's the guy <laughs> you just bumped me for exactly. this guy exactly yeah i feel horrible about it i really feel horrible about it but everybody's been so nice you know i feel like a million bucks when i go in and they're like wow this guy you got a lot going on and then you know they see the act and they're like so, so having said all this you're still not going to try this in toronto you're still just going to stick to jokes or whatever like, I, I don't want to try something new and you know and in front of a festive crowd. I'm not going to do a free-fall <laughs> jazz odyssey in front right. of a festive crowd. <laughs> exactly. Because that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm not going to do a... I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, Irene told me I should tell that joke about my manager from years ago. The reason I got in... You know, I didn't have a manager for 20 years. Right. This is the last manager was such a prick. Right. Exhibit A. Um, he... I auditioned for The Daily Show when it first started, and he formally told me not to do it because the show wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> right. And if that wasn't bad enough, when I asked him if I could get an audition for 1776, <laughs> which is my favorite musical about you know, the start of the, Const- the Declaration right. of Independence and right. all that, with John Adams and everything, he was like, Dave, there were no Jews in the 1700s. <laughs> that was his answer. I'm like, so wait, what, what are you saying that? You only when you look at me, do I have a huge yarmulke on? Is that what the what the fuck is that? I'm right. supposed to be an actor. You're like the worst manager ever. Clearly. So you're saying I can basically only be in a production that is a Holocaust, but like a, I can only be in the Diary of Anne Frank, Yentl, or yeah, right, something like that, or I'm hiding out as a as a witness in the, the Orthodox community. You fucking right. asshole. Um, what a dick that guy was. But I don't know. Is that funny to say? Or is that... See what I'm saying? I well, mean, Well, you know, like comedy, it's, it's all about how you say it, right? It's, it's like... It's well, like how did I say you're it? Confident. You're just saying it because you're naturally funny. But was but, it funny? Yeah, it was funny, but... It, but you if think you, people would laugh at that if in you, another country? It went, <laughs> <laughs> right, in the alien world of Toronto. See? No, it would... Yeah, they would totally find that funny, as long as you said it with that sort of demeanor. But you know what? The other funny thing I was t- told my sister today, I was like, you know, there's nowhere for me to practice... It's like I, I'm going on at these gigs, but they're they are not going to set me up. I'm Saturday. I'm performing at this pizza place, right? You know, like has like 16 seats. Uh-huh. There's no way to prepare for a 2,000 seat arena in another country. Well, everywhere I'm going to go will never prepare me. Even if I went to the Stress Factory the week before, right. it would not prepare me for that audience. Right. I mean, that's true, but. You know. So I might as well just not do it. What am I going out on the weekends for? I could just be staying here watching TV. Anyway, so here's what happened. Listen to this, though. i got to finish this story. This is unbelievable. You're going to love this. 
So I went to a 22-year-old girl, right? Which is obviously a modern-day miracle. I go back to that bar that I was at the night before, and we are very cozy. And we are sitting, um, you know, at a seat where we're the, in the corner, you know, like not, not um, facing each other, but I'm sitting right next to her. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, not right next to her, but you know what I'm saying? Like where the the two corners of the table. Right. Were. Okay. Like 45 degree angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 45 degree or, right, right 45 degree angle. Um, and we're very close. We're talking. We're intensely talking. She's really pretty, I think. <laughs> um, and she goes to the bathroom and I look at my texts and the girl from the night before says, hey, what the fuck? Are you ignoring me? I'm at the bar. And um, but wait, you were at the. I bar. was at the bar. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm looking around. I don't see her. So then, the manager comes over. There's a girl that I know, the goth girl. You know that girl or something. Mm-hmm. She's really mm-hmm. cute. And she's like, Dave, it was so fucked up. That girl from last night came in here. She was hammered. She was looking for you. And I didn't know what to do because you were with that other girl. I mean, it was a dream come true. You know, they're like, this guy's the, studdest, the studliest guy of all time. Right. And she's like, yeah, she was looking. She was eyeing you because she was giving you the stink eye the whole time. You never saw her. And I'm like, I swear to God, I never saw her. She goes, you even almost bumped into her in the bathroom. It was like in Shallow Howl where I just have like, I'm like, how you doing? You know, like, I, did, I, I did not see her. I swear I did not see her. I wasn't ignoring her or anything. I did not see her. Huh. I would have absolutely engaged in the situation as scary as it would have been sure. so you imagine her she wouldn't make out with me the night before she's 53 there's a 30 year old difference sitting with me and we look cozy she must have been so pissed that's the best thing to happen for me the worst thing to happen for her then irene told me like she gets very jealous very jealous very competitive next time she's gonna pull down your pants start blowing you right there i mean it was like unbelievable but i didn't see her but it's so funny that she, she was giving you guys a stink eye the whole time just kept looking at her, then stumbled out almost got hit by a car on the way out like I was Wait, like, she came in looking for you. She was came already, in looking for me. Yeah, so she came she in looking. She's like, she knew I was doing a spot that night. She right. knew exactly where I was going to be after. Right. Yeah, she was looking for me. I think she was like, "All right, tonight's the night. I'm going to give it up." <laughs> um, how funny is that? Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> it's an unbelievable story. So then, this girl, the 22 year, she came over. She slept over. Wow. In my bed. Wow. Nothing happened. Wait. With- <laughs> That's the uh, like the the needle scratch sound should be coming in right now. <laughs> well, sorry uh-huh. everybody, but no, no, nothing happened. But you know, we like cuddled or whatever. It was it was uh, it was unbelievable. But like you know, it was. It so was, she was into you. She was twenty two years old, and she was physically I can attracted only, uh, to you know. <laughs> Clearly, I know nothing. It's like Irene said, this girl wants to have sex with you, <laughs> right. and then I tried to kiss her, and she's like, "What do you take me for?" So. I, who knows? Right. There, there's no way to tell. I misread the signs like we talk about all the time and play it again, Sam. I, I, How could I misread those signs? <laughs> we were, you know, we, I mean, we're in bed and then, you know, I, and then in the morning she she was hanging out. She was like not, ru- you know, she was, I guess, hung over a little, but she didn't seem to care. She's like, hey, I, this is great. I'm like, you want to, I'll get us some coffee. She's like, oh, that'd be terrific. We're sitting around. <laughs> we're just drinking. I'm like, my trainer's coming over at 1.30 and you can stay. And she's like. I guess I think she would have stayed and gone to work the next day if she right. had a change of clothes. Right, right. Like, I think she was completely comfortable here. Right, right. I don't know what that means. Normally, <laughs> of course, I would know what that means. Right. I'm like, it clearly means she likes me. Right. But I don't know anymore. And I am an old man who should completely know every sign at right. this point. I, I'm with you. I, it, I, and the, But then there's other people that defy the laws of everything you just met we're just you know, exactly well you and i have seen this a hundred times <laughs> right. i mean you've seen it with me yeah, yeah you've seen you've seen me in this situation a right. hundred times 
where it, 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 and it's the opposite way. Right. Well, I am the biggest dick you've ever met in your life, and they're like, "Yeah, that girl likes him. He likes it." Like, and everyone's like, "How could she possibly like him?" Right. I don't know. She she likes douchebags apparently. Like, right. So it's like there's no way to tell. So I don't know. So then I called her like this. I'm like, "Hey, you want to do the same thing this weekend?" She's like, "Yeah, I guess maybe." I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't. I I know she's got to you know study. Right. <laughs> but is it awkward in the at work or? No, 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 not well, not for me. <laughs> but right. it, you know, she's like, "Hey, can you keep this a secret?" Oh yeah, I'll just tell. Her, I'm not on the podcast. I keep it a secret at work, but po- right. I'm gonna tell everybody on podcast. Um, right. But it, yeah, it's. But yeah, I was very happy. It made my day, you know, because yeah. I because I put effort into trying. Right. And and I think what I was saying on the Jim and Sam show was like, I've given up. Right. And I even had my theory. I'm like, I think girls give up after 33, 34, and guys give up after 45. And you know I've given up. You, you sure. know I'm not yeah. the same person I used to be, and it's just not worth it anymore for right. me. But, you know, I put some attempt into it, and like, it, you know, it's a good starting point. Right. No, we'll I think see it's what great. happens. But with this, you know, I have a little bit of confidence. Like, you know, yeah, I, you I, just have to do your eye thing. Are you kidding? It's going to be like uh, people are just going to be like, give me that. Cock. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my favorite joke of all time. Um, yeah. The, it, but and, and but it delayed me from making the matzo lasagnas, which was the point of the ah. story is I had in my head. I'm like, I'm going to wake up at seven o'clock on Sunday and get the ingredients. Then, uh, you know, Irene will come over. She'll train me and then I'll start making the matzo lasagnas. But I because she threw me off, which was a good way to throw me off. I didn't start making the matzo lasagna until like eight o'clock at night and I had to make three. That's why you didn't see crashing until one thirty or two. Right. But I was still so excited to see it. Like I was hoping I was going to be wide awake because I was really looking forward to it because I still do like the show. And that's the end of that story. But it's a it's a good story, no? It's a good story. Yeah, I was waiting to tell you on the air, and I was right. waiting to tell my friends here uh, who listen to the podcast because um, you know sooner or later it's all going to work out. There's going to be penetration. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I'm a gentleman. I would never say. I understand. No, I will. No, you're you. In some ways, you are a gentleman. I got to say. Well, I was a gentleman that day. Right. Right. You know, I didn't that's rape true. her. <laughs> As Esther Koo, I, I should have. Uh, because Listen, I have. I have a friend who is currently crashing with me, and I don't know how he does it, but he literally comes every time he comes to New York, and he just amazingly, just in the three days he's there, he'll have sex like four times with different people that really you'll just text him and they'll they'll is he but is he good looking i mean um does he have all his hair he has all his hair yeah no (laughs) but i mean he in two days one of them she came all the way from jersey all the way to my kitchen he fucked her in my kitchen and then 45 minutes later she left and went back to jersey why would they do it in the kitchen when you have a child well no one was there (laughs) oh he's staying in the apartment was he was just him why did they have to do it in the kitchen? He couldn't wait. He was like, eh, the, it was too far away, he said. So <laughs> her head was out that window where I parked my car? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly where somebody the seen them? was. I, I don't think he cared. But it, he was too lazy to go to the bedroom. And then 45 minutes later, she left. Well, how went back old to is Jersey. this guy? He's like in his late 40s. Is, he's in his late 40s. Isn't that a little disrespectful to even tell you that he did it in the kitchen? Couldn't he be? <laughs> the whole thing first was of hilarious. All, shouldn't he not do that in your house? No, we're like we're f- friends. Yeah, yeah. But you're married and you have a family. Isn't I, that a little disrespectful? No, nobody was there. Is this Chris Trudeau? <laughs> no, not, can you imagine? <laughs> no. No, every story I heard. There's this guy who did the audio for the Cars movie and he's a hilarious guy in the sense of he's an idiot. But I mean, he's funny He's uh, because he's, you know, he's tiny and he's just very serious and very <laughs> uptight. 
And we had found that if he had a three-way <laughs> with uh, his old girlfriend and a new girlfriend that I actually went out with, right? Isn't that right? And I was like, wait, this guy? This guy? All I can picture is sitting there with that beard, just drinking a soda and just looking and staring and right. like being really creepy. Of course, you can say the same thing about me except without the beard. Right. But um, oh, that is so funny. That's how I just pictured doing that, I guess, because uh, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know. You don't think that's disrespectful in any way, clearly. Yeah, well, I mean, we go way. I mean, I know him. Do I know, know who it is? You've met him. No. Yeah. Do I like him or do I, I hate don't know. him? Does he have a guitar? I'll have to. <laughs> Um, he does have a guitar. Well, you know what, Sammy? You, know, you answered your own question. He's got good hair and a guitar. Right. And again, that's just like, oh, you play it's the guitar? True. Oh, give me that cog. I know, oh. but it blows my mind how easily. He, he doesn't even put effort. He'll just like send this random, like very vague text in like 45 minutes Well, that's minutes easy later. to do for any boy, I guess. any girl, if that's what you want to do. I mean, listen, I do get texts on a weekly or monthly basis being like, I really want to see you. Right. I want to do this. Right. And I, and we should get together and, and do this. Exactly. Right. Um, and, and I say, uh, because, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not looking to buy, you know, I'm trying to find the right. No, it's exactly. Exactly. You want, you, you, you're looking for more substance. I, that's yeah. what I mean. And the fact is you can, you know, you certainly can go out and find it. I mean, I suppose I could be on Tinder or something and <laughs> I would not feel comfortable on Tinder. That's not made for me. <laughs> But that's funny. Boy, that kitchen has seen a lot of action. <laughs> a lot of action. Apparently. Is that because there were some midgets in there and stuff like that? <laughs> your, your house is like an unbelievable party scene. It, it somehow, yeah, I guess so. It's a different kind of party. Didn't I have sex in your house? or um, No, I was polite enough to not have sex in your house. Maybe. But I had it in the, the bed next to you in the hotel room, I believe. So. Oh, right. We didn't have sex. We didn't have sex. <laughs> No, you were naked though. You that's what you whispered to me the next morning. That I was naked? Yeah, like we both we woke up or I woke up and you were um she had like gone to the bathroom and you like you just kind of whispered like I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> that was my morning. Well, I do like being naked. I mean, I can't it doesn't bother me. I mean, I guess I can't believe I got naked. Yeah. I think the only other time I can picture that happening with another person in the room is when I was with Sarah's roommate <laughs> and she came in and we were naked under the covers or something and i was like well i guess this is okay there's really no reason for sarah panic. didn't care you mean no no she didn't right. care but i mean she didn't see me naked we were under the covers right right but i remember feeling i can't believe i'm naked and there's other people around right 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 it's exactly. awkward right but then i felt like a real man well yeah it's very manly well you, you feel like a like a like you're like you're happening right hey hey what's happening hey you guys <laughs> want to sit down and have a drink feel like James Spader. That's all I'm trying to do is James Spader. Right. I want to have the blanket around me. Like, right. oh, do you, do you guys want the bed? Or, oh, let's get you. And then I got her up. I'm like, let's get you some ribs or something. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm looking to do, you know. And you the funny thing is, I think that's the thing. I think everything I do to meet a girl is acting. You know, it's a, it is all acting because I'm just not comfortable. So right, right. just the way, you know, I act that I'm completely comfortable in that towel. Right. That is acting. There's 40 it's true. people surrounding very, Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty ballsy that you were The greatest like, acting job of all time. You know yeah. I was uncomfortable yeah, in that yeah. towel. You, Everyone looked, else is dressed. It's true. It's true. Yeah. The greatest acting job you of my it off career. Really well. Yeah. No, you were one of the the best of all the comics I saw Memo, the get out you of were here. The, you were one of the best cameos. Oh, by the sure. way, people and Memo on Friday Ray Romano, I, he came to the cell and go, ah, Jessica, I saw you crashing. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was so nice, you know. It's been really great. You know, everybody sees it. All the right. comics are watching it. So it's like it really yeah. gives some form of validation. Yeah, no, that's a big thing. 
that's a big thing. So so Ray Romano turned into Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess Amaya can't do it. Either. <laughs> <laughs> that's better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, man, I saw you on Crashing, and it was unbelievable. And then he came and he started singing this like song that I like. If you get in trouble, you can count on me. You haven't heard this, have you? Not the lyrics to Hawaii Five. Yeah, you yeah, knew? yeah. You knew there were lyrics to Hawaii No, Five? I didn't know there were lyrics, but I knew what the song was. Right. It's Sammy Davis. It's called You Can Count On Me. You can count on me. And don't you let I told you, um... How do I turn this off? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Um, I told you about the birthday show, right? Uh, On August 8th? Yes, I'm very excited. He's one of my favorite comedians when I was 12. Really? Yeah. You know who it is? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize you even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Who did I just tell the I other day? I thought he was day? hilarious. Props are always hilarious. Anyway, I was thinking school. about getting on stage and singing this song before we open. Oh. Yes. If you get in trouble. So wait, I just made no? a Sammy Davis Jr. joke, which segued to uh, that, that, that just happened. Have you ever heard this show before? Or this is what I do. Right. No, you no, You made no, Sammy was... Davis. I play a clip of Sammy Davis I know, singing that was amazing. the Hawaii Five-0. That was pretty good. That's what I do You're on like this show. Howard Stern's uh, The Guy. Like Fred. Yeah. Well, why do you think I was so uptight about the computer <laughs> right, not working? No, I'm like, it. are you kidding? What am I going to do without my clips? I I'm nothing it. without my clips. <laughs> it's true. I'm nothing without my clips, Memo. <laughs> my clips. Um. Now, let's talk about Don Rickles for one second. Don Rickles died. Tragedy. But he was 90, and we got to see a lot of Don Rickles and... Uh, it is sad, but he was uh, he hadn't been good for the past couple of years. He's still been good. His mind was so sharp, but it right. was like a little sad. So now everybody has been playing the clip of um, you know everybody's putting clips on YouTube, and everybody has seen the one where he go where Johnny Carson goes to the CPO Sharky set and um, he surprises Don Rickles because he broke his cigarette box. You know about that one, or you do not? No, I do not. Really? All right. Well, I've known about that one for years because. You know, my friend Lawrence was a huge Rickles fan. He's taught me, you know, he showed me everything. And plus, you know, I love Rickles. Everybody loves mm-hmm. Rickles. I'm a comedian, whatever. Right. So I know all these clips on Carson and how great he was. And, you know, again, that's how, like, lots of comics became famous, just paneling mm-hmm. on shows. That's where I would be good. Right. I'm a good panel No, you're guest. a great yeah. panel guy. Um, but he, you know, he was the best and he was hilarious all the time. And you just let him go and he would always deliver. And that's why Jimmy Kimmel wanted to use him. That's why J- um, uh, Leno and, and well, not Leno sucks, but J- Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon both always would have him on because the just of it's not this is what I grew up on. And I kept <laughs> this guy still alive and he's still sharp. And this is super fun. So there's an episode where uh, he was hosting the night before the the Tonight Show, and he broke Johnny's cigarette box, and so Johnny decides to go across the hall. I mean, obviously it's set up a little bit, but I don't. It has been now said that Don Rickles did not know, but obviously the camera crews knew on both shows. And right. filming next to the hall was Don Rickles' short-lived series called CPO Sharky mm-hmm. sitcom. Mm-hmm. So he goes over to the hall and he interrupts Rickles and starts giving him his own shit. Now. Over the years, they have clipped the parts that are so racist (laughs) by Johnny Carson, Mm -hmm. who was trying to be Don Rickles but couldn't, (laughs) that they're hard to find. But I finally found, I think, which is a full version. And it's funny, when you see it, uh, when you see the edited version, you can see completely where they cut. Right. And before I play it, 
Um, this is some of the quotes I got when I was looking it up. It's this guy, Harrison Page, and he was the black, you know, officer that you know Rickles was always playing off of. You know, you got to have a black guy, you got to have an Asian guy, you got to right. have a tall guy. Right. So this is the black guy, and so the guy says, "What I remember about this confrontation, it, it, it was called. I think it's off a site called Being Black." Or whatever. <laughs> what I remember about this confrontation has nothing to do with Rickles and involves his co-star Harrison Page, an innocent bystander whom Johnny Carson attacked with a strange, disturbing outburst of racial mockery. And then Carson turned to Rickles and said, hang him. Um, now, I remember this, but apparently no one else does. <laughs> and not only that. But they would play it every anniversary on the Carson show, the with, full version. Jesus. Like, he didn't have a problem with it. Right. And I remember seeing it the first time, and I felt bad for that black guy because he's laughing. Because what's he supposed to do? Right. It's Johnny. It's exciting. He right. knows he's going to be part of this historic thing. What's he supposed to do? Right. Wow. So he goes, uh, John Landis includes the CPO Sharky confrontation in his documentary, except he edits out the attack on Harrison Page. It's always been edited out. Right. Um, it, it, they say he replayed the video clip in his 15th anniversary special, and it's all taken off the web. Every time I looked for it, it was taken off. I finally found a site, and I had to, like, trick it to download it uh-huh. and edit it. It's been taken off of everywhere. It's so almost it's like, not on YouTube, but it's just on another site. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's not on YouTube. Um, and the other, li- well, I'm going to play it for you and you'll see, and you'll see if I'm, uh, this is what I remember it being very uncomfortable and I'm racist. <laughs> Rickles. Rickles. Hold. Stop the taping. Stop the taping. Somebody broke my cigarette box. <laughs> show i picked my box up off my desk that i've had for nine years my box is broken <laughs> they told me they told me you broke it on the show last night now the the, the black guy you know he's talking to rickles and rickles is dying he loves it mm-hmm. and the black guy is behind him at a desk and he's even like wow i can't even believe it and then johnny just starts in on him. <laughs> I, I know he's trying to do rickles but it's so funny that Rickles was able to get away with it, and right. Johnny just is a big white Nebraskan racist. Right. Well, I, I, I really, you big dummy. He just called Rickles a big dummy, you know, because he's <laughs> trying to get, he's trying to give him his own medicine. Right. So he goes, "Hey, a black man! Hey, yo!" And then he gives him the slap, the high five, uh-huh. and the guy's trying to, "Hey, hey, Johnny, you <laughs> right. fucking." <laughs> you heard that, right? Jesus, Hang him. Yeah. He's like, "How you doing? You big?" And he's and he's doing. What do they say? They say, um, uh, "Teasing Harrison Page by speaking to him in an exaggerated jive accent." Right. But it gets worse. Are you? Were you in the middle of something? No, no. I was just hanging around waiting for a navy to the ship to come in. Did you break this box? Yes, I, I did. I, I'm sorry. Do you but... know how long I've had this box on the show? About nine years. Oh. I brought this out from New York. Now it's funny. After he did this thing where he's talking to the black guy, he goes, "Look, a black guy," and he's like, "What's what's hanging, man? Whatever." And he says, "Hang him." Then when he goes, did you break this box? I feel, I felt until I realized he was playing this on his anniversary show that he felt bad. 
Right. And then you can see he kind of backs off and says, now, did you break this box? Right. You know, then he goes back. But clearly that's not the case. He had no idea he was being racist. Right. Look at this. That is very expensive. That's a darn shame. I, I'd give it to Tony Randall for a wedding gift. And I want to know. I want to know what you plan to do about this. Well, I plan to wrap your hand in it. What do you want from me? No, I'm sorry to come over and interrupt your show, but when I saw this, I got so incensed. Right, it's millions of dollars. What do you care? What do you mean? What are you That's doing? Yours. I'm just punching away here with six people trying to stay alive. <laughs> Millions of dollars? <laughs> what are you doing with the money? <laughs> this can't be it. I get the feeling you're Dennis James and I'm a bad contestant. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you kept the cotton mill down south. That's what he said to the black guy. <laughs> I hope you kept the cotton mill down south. <laughs> what the? Christ. F- it's like the most racist thing ever, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. What the fuck is that? That's, they yeah. do not put that in. Any no. of the clips that you'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't put look a black man, and they, they don't do the jive, and they, they sometimes they do the cotton mill, but you don't see the other stuff. Right. When you put it together, it's just really racist. Right. I mean, that's pretty that, much all there is. This show goes like the others. You're out of work come January. He's talking to the black guy again. Right. Um, that's fucked up, right? Yeah, well, Nobody yeah. ever talks about it. And like I said, they even cut it out of the documentary. Well, right. Probably nobody remembers it. That's crazy. I remembered it. I remembered it when I first <laughs> saw it as a kid on no. the 15-year anniversary show. I'm like, Jesus right. Christ, this is really racist. And this is during a time when nobody cared. I don't know. You know, It's like I'm watching. I'm like, this poor guy. Right. This poor guy. Right. Is, it, it, what, and what, I remember as a kid just thinking, he can't do anything. Right. What is he going to do? Right, he's, right. he's just like, what am I going to say? Shut up, Johnny. Exactly. He's going to ruin his career exactly. because some fucking douchebag comes in. It's Johnny Carson. <clears throat> it, it would really be like saying to the king, you're not wearing any clothes. Right. The emperor. You know what I'm saying? I, I right. mean, it's, it, you, there's nothing you can do. No, no, of course. You want to ruin your complete career? He's just stuck there. And they even say in this, this the black thing, they're like, um, the most disgraceful thing about it is Paige's cooning and trying to shake Carson's hand at the end. What right. is he supposed to do? Right, right. It's a disaster. Right. Yeah, you know, you're not, not going to get militant then. Get put on a good face. You know, I mean, this day and age, he would have said that was bullshit or whatever, or maybe oh, he folded have, his arms. Johnny would have been in trouble. Right. He would have gotten fired. Exactly. It would have been over. It would have been over for sure. And then he ended up playing this clip on anniversaries. <laughs> right. He didn't even give a shit. Right. He didn't even realize the, the, the racistness because he thought, I'm being like Rickles. And right. it's funny because when Kramer... Uh, you know, Michael Richards mm-hmm. had that rant. He's yeah, a nigger. Yeah. He's a nigger. Right. Um, it was so obvious to me that he wasn't racist. He was trying to be like Sarah Silverman, who had probably gotten a previous, and sometimes she uses the N word, but right. she uses, she's does it the right way. Right. If there is a right way, well, she knows ironic. how to take a risk. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. You know, if, if Kevin Brennan or tell these guys are professionals. And he's trying to be zany, and he's like, he's a nigger, he's right. a nigger. So he's just saying that. And I don't. Th- I think this is the exact same thing, where these guys see people like Rickles and stuff, and they're trying to be outrageous, and they're trying. I don't think they're racist. In, I think Johnny might be racist because right. he's from Nebraska, but I don't think Michael Richards was racist at all. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, he's just trying too hard, and sometimes it's so easy to do. Right. Well, I that's the way I should be. Right. I'm going to try something, and I think he just got busted on it. You know, he's obviously an idiot. You're right. obviously an idiot if you try that. You're you're a moron. But we know now that he is a moron. Like, that's why you don't see him anymore. I don't think it has anything to do with the racist thing. He's just 
he was good at this one thing. Right. And he's obviously an idiot. And when you look at the outtakes of Seinfeld, do you have to go to the bathroom? No. Oh. <laughs> when you look at the outtakes of Seinfeld, you see he's kind of a douche. Like, when everybody's laughing, he never laughs and he gets angry when people mess up. Hmm. I think he's hard to work with. Like, it just seems like kind yeah, of a Yeah, I don't know what he's done. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows. Uh, I mean, Since he doesn't then. need to do anything, obviously. He's probably got plenty of money, but, right. you know. I don't know. I don't think he's like a nice person. I think people like... I don't care for Jason Alexander. I don't like him out of character. I don't like his character. Right. I love Seinfeld. But George is an asshole. And uh, I don't like Jason Alexander when I've seen him when he's just being Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. Something about him that really rubs me the wrong way and it has nothing to do with George. I just... He doesn't seem... I think he thinks he's funnier than he is or something right, or one right, of those things right. because he was on Seinfeld. Right. And that's why he doesn't get a lot of work, I think. I think people feel similar. Sure. I don't know. That's just the way I feel. But, you know, some things at least, you know, and I hate Julia Louis. I mean, I love Julia Louis Dreyfus. I hate that Veep is doing well, of course. It still makes me angry <laughs> um, because that has to do with me. But um, uh, that's that's the end of that. Uh, I think that's the end of the Don Rickles tribute. There was no real tribute. No. Well, sort of. That was good. But um, the other uh, thing we were going to talk about today, and it's not, uh, again, it's not a tribute. It's just kind of interesting. Jay Giles died. Did you hear about yes, that? Yes, I did. Now, Jay Giles died, which makes no difference because he did nothing. He was like Fleetwood Mac. Right. He was like, he was like uh, Mick Fleetwood, rather, right. who, who named the band right. and then pretty much just could have gone his way, right. collected the money, and really didn't need to be in the band of all. They could have just <laughs> said someone else was Jay Giles, right. and they right. could have filled in, and nobody would have known the difference. Could have been an Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have cared. Jay Giles did nothing right. except put the band together. Right. And sometimes that's a big deal, I guess. But, you know, it was his name. I don't even know so how he, he gets to name he a band. He didn't write any of the songs? I don't believe so. I, it was it mostly Peter uh, Seth Justman and Peter Wolf. Yeah. Um, so if he did, none of his songs were good. Right. But what I did find out, and I did not know, is that their first album was in 1970. They're, when they did... You know, the, the legendary, um, which I guess yes. is this one. Right. It still is a great song, and it holds up in many yeah. ways, too. And it's a lot of fun, and Peter Wolf, the way he does it is really fun. Right. I didn't realize this was off their 11th album. I didn't know it was 11. They album. started yeah. in 1970. Yeah, well, like, like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but Fleetwood Mac, there wasn't their second album or their first album was good, wasn't it? No, they it wasn't good, their first album Rumors? Like, no, no, Rumors is way Oh, they down started on the in the list. 60s too, right? They, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they're saying they had a couple albums before they hit Several, Peter. several. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. And the difference in this sense is that um, so they had 11 albums. Like, this, I believe, is like, and it's so different. Um, was like their first song off their first album. This sounds so different than that right. polished new wave. Well, it's the 80s, right? No, this is 1970. No, I mean, oh, that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that one I think was, I guess it was 82, yeah. This is just so different, right? <laughs> right. But it's definitely Peter Wolf, and it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's just so different, you know, but so they had 11 albums before they hit pay dirt. Right. And then they broke up because I mean, and I was like, they didn't have an album after. That's the thing. They 
they they it's it's amazing because you know I know I remember Peter Wolf left the band and he did that solo album right. Lights Out right exactly uh-huh, blast 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 exactly. which he got screwed on because he wanted to call the album and the song Dancing in the Dark but he got screwed by Springsteen huh. who came out with uh, you know very uh, popular album with the young kids uh, you know, the born <laughs> in the USA just blew right. everything away right. and Dancing in the Dark was like his one and only top ten hit Springsteen's right. So he sold the title because Dancing in the Dark might have changed it. Might have been a better deal than Lights Out, right. uh, which is stupid, but the song was still kind of fun. Right. And Peter Wolf was a fun guy, but he immediately left the band. As soon as they became successful, he left the band. Right. But you can't say he immediately left the band. He left after 11 albums. Right. You know, now, uh, so they did come back with one other album after. Yeah, I kind of remember one, that. Yeah. One other album, and then they broke up. Right. And that's why it, it's so strange. Uh, and it was called. You keep being even while I'll be odd, or something like that. It was stupid. Right. Had one song and it sucked, and it was this one. It's just absolutely horrible. And it's with Seth Justman as the lead singer instead. It just was not working. I mean, right. you can already tell it sucks. The video's horrible, too, whereas their videos were really good. Yeah, yeah. It's a horrible follow-up <laughs> song to Centerfold or Freeze right, Frame. I mean, right. just the absolute... I think this sounds horrible. Yeah, it's just like a generic... It sounds like, you know, when AHA did Take On Me and then their next song was like the worst song ever? That's what this <laughs> sounds like, you know? Like, right. their next song was The Sun Always Shines on TV. It's just as bad as this. I mean, if you think that's bad, they had one other song as the theme to the movie Fright Night, which is just as bad as the one we just played. Uh, that was that with Michael J. Fox. I don't remember this song. Why would you? <laughs> it's fucking all. horrible. Nobody remembers it. It's just they remember the movie. So I think it had Michael J. Fox in it, and he was, you know, at the time he was huge. <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, it was horrible. They clearly they said we want Jay Giles to do a song because Centerfold and Freeze Frame. Right. So they probably did this. And it was supposed to be on the other album, right. but they didn't put it on because they made it for the movie. Right, and, right. I mean, that happens a lot, but... Boy, and again, that happened to AHA as well. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, these are the people that did Centerfold? <laughs> it's bad, really bad. And Jay Giles had already left the band too, I think. I think he left also. He Jeez. just left. He was mad at them. He never came back. And they re... Uh, all of them got together for the past, like, 15 years. They've been back. Peter Wolf. He's in the band again. They keep touring. They don't even need Jake Giles. So him dying right. makes no difference whatsoever to anybody. Right. Like it never did and it never would. Even if he died when Centerfold came out, it still wouldn't have made a difference. They still made crappy albums. and right. then. But it's so weird to be that huge. And they were that huge back then, especially with MTV constantly playing the videos, and then just break up. Right. I know it happens, but it's just kind of weird. Like you'd but think wait, you'd put Center out two Fold more albums and give it a. You'd think you'd put out one more album and give it a try. Right. But Centerfold came out in eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah. But they didn't break up right away because, like, even well, in, Peter Wolf left the band, right. and then it's over. But he left right after that album. Really? He didn't do the. You're remember, getting even while I'm getting odd. Can you blame him? No, no, I don't blame he him. He was probably like, "This is going in a bad <laughs> direction." He probably heard the song. He goes, "Here's what I'm thinking." Right. Yeah. What you're thinking? Everything you're thinking is wrong. Right. Right. No, I, I have to, you know, they're a Boston band. 
I remember, and, didn't we talk about them in the uh, Cars movie? Didn't we say, come on, you got to be like Jay Giles or Boston or... I don't remember. I remember Flock I thought Irene said was, that. Was, oh, right. Maybe. I don't remember. But, you know, they were so like when we were growing up, it was so cool. That well, they've been back band. and performed in Boston. That's how they first got together. Right. They were being honored or something. And then I think they just stay together and just do their things. Right. Funny thing is, I mean, if you're going to see them in concert, I mean, they got three songs. and I don't even like Love Stinks. So <laughs> it's like once they do Centerfold and Freeze Frame, I, I want to leave. Right. And if they're going to do Fright Night, I'm definitely leaving. They do have a great uh, the last song on the Love Stinks album. Uh, it's called No Anchovies, Please, and that was a great song. What about the last song on the one after Love Stinks, which is the freeze frame? It's called Piss on the Wall. <laughs> I remember it. I think I, I wasn't in college when that came out, but I remember that album. We used to play it. Right. Because in college, the college radio station, you'd play you know, the eighth track. Right. You know, Piss right. on the Wall or uh, Van Halen 1984. You'd play uh, Daddy Long Legs. Right. Anything that wasn't popular right you'd play right in your college radio station sure but uh yeah it's funny about people like that like jake isles that gets you know it's so weird they get all the cra- i mean that, think about how cocky that guy is yeah i get the name of the jake isles band you're welcome <laughs> right but it's like i mean at least Stuart copeland used a name you know <laughs> right but it's funny about these guys that form the band and then somebody takes over and gives it its edge and yet they still get complete credit for forming the band. However, in well, that case, Stuart Copeland got screwed because he didn't name it the Stuart Copeland Trio. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And nobody. And then he was so angry over all those years, so angry that Sting was... But it's like he, he even gets that Sting was amazing. Yeah. But I talk about this all the time that this guy just doesn't get... Like, he still doesn't get it. It's like you were so lucky to find Sting. Shut up. Well, I think he does get it. Like, he always says Sting wrote the best song i know he says it but he's so. still angry that sting wrote the best songs right and he still holds the resentment there's a documentary about them and you can just see how angry he is well, the, and you know they were infighting all the time right right but it's like i still think he doesn't get it because it, and it's like so if you don't get it and you got a problem then do a good solo album right. and show everybody you get it right fucking idiot <laughs> it's like every solo album he had or every soundtrack which you know is just okay right you know just says you got lucky he, you're a really good drummer, and you're I, you're an innovative drummer. <laughs> he's, but yeah, you, he's amazing. But, amazing, but you are an asshole because he, that happens once in a millennium lifetime. Right, right. That you find a sting. No, but I think part of his sting was just such a dick. Like going on tour with that guy. Excellent they point too. Excellent it. point he's too. Such an asshole. He was an asshole. <laughs> but so could like, you blame him? He was a goddamn genius. I know he it's was. It's like dealing with Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. The guy was a true <laughs> musical prodigy. No, he and was. he would just come in. Hey, I wrote the next album, and they'd be like, "You fuck." We were all gonna. He's like, "No, you'll we'll find something for you." <laughs> right, right. I mean, you're right. You're right. But it's like one of those things where, and I know you don't get it as a kid, and I probably wouldn't get it either. But. um God, if you can only be in your own, if you were your own 40-year-old self and pull yourself back and say, I am so lucky to be a part of this band because right. this thing's writing really good songs right. that, you know, once we take a break, I'll write my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, you can't. You're right. Sting was a dick. <laughs> right. He was probably mean to them. He's like, I, you know, I don't need you guys, right? I'm just right. having a good time. Exactly. Some chicks. And but, um, you saw the documentary that he shot all the Super 8 yeah, footage? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's was, the one I saw. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's amazing. And it's, it's, people are so smart. And I, again, when you watch that Eagles documentary, I don't even know what they shot that on. That They shot such pristine footage for that one. Did you see that one? No, it's like a four-hour documentary. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen in music. And it really says everything, and it's out there. 
but it was the most pristine footage I've ever seen that I thought when I first was watching it that they were doing it as a gag, like a spinal tap. Right. Because I'm like, how could they make themselves look that young right. with the beard? It was pristine footage. Wow. Um, really smart. You know, it's like people like that are, are, are smart to, to document. Right. Um, you know, when everybody else was just annoyed. But like me, I would never want to film anything because clearly because I would have been I've had probably like 100 hours of footage of you. Let alone I don't even have the Willy Wonka rock opera on uh, on any kind of video. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, what is that? Well, who would do that? I just I couldn't do everything by myself. I didn't. You know, the, the girlfriend I had at the time was Cindy, and she was an idiot. She was just angry at me all the time after a while and just didn't want to help. She was like, she got me a costume, and that was it. And when I say costume, she got me a shirt at H&M, uh, which, uh, you know, was obviously way too small for me. Right. That's when I started getting fat. That yeah, that's when that. I, yeah, that's when it was. After the accident. No, that was before the accident. No, I know, but... But it was right before the accident. Oh, right before. Yeah, yeah, I had it. That's why I stopped doing the show. Right. So yeah, maybe who knows what would have happened after. Well, obviously, God told me to stop doing that show. <laughs> By the way, I know you want me to do the yeah, walk up again. I think it's the so only... I talked to Noam about it. He has no interest in it whatsoever. No. Yeah, I told him about it. And I'm like, no, we wouldn't be doing the movie. It's like all these songs I already goes, right. it really doesn't interest me. <laughs> so we could do it somewhere else. Right. But here's the plan. And I've told everybody uh, who listened to the show already. Here's the plan. Godfather, May 9th. We finish it. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, crap, I thought I had it already, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to look for my computer's all messed. I have some more breaking news and <laughs> something. You know, I have that theme for breaking news that I don't want to play. Do, 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 do. Um, Jim Norton has agreed to sign on for The Godfather on May 9th. Jim oh. Norton, everybody. There you go. He wanted to do it. I, I'm a little worried it's like not as big a part as I'd like to give him, but he wants to be in it, and I don't think it'll take too much of his time. So Jim Norton, everybody. Jim Norton, Rachel Feinstein is signed on. Everybody's in. Lenny Marcus is back. Um, I, I am worried I'm playing too many parts, but you know I hate to not play enough parts. Um, I don't. Jeff Ross is letting me know if he's going to be able to play Ava Goat. Otherwise, I will play it. Um, I think I'm also going to play Carlo. Right now, I have him as playing him really gay. Well, then you can't decide do it. whether I should stick with that or not. We did that with Paulie, mm -hmm. and I let Matteo do it, but he didn't do it the right way. But I know exactly the way to do it that I want, that I think will work, where I'm not going to feel bad. But can't decide. Can't decide. I already put a song from a chorus line in. I'm going to take that out. I decided today in the <laughs> urinal. I was definitely going to take that out. Uh, can't. I'm having trouble. And maybe we could talk about this. Um, the heads of the five family, when they're getting the baptism scene. Right, right. I have the narrators. Now, I know exactly what I'm going to do when they get killed. Uh, but for the baptismal scene, uh, when the priest is talking, is like, you know, it's all in Italian. Um, you know, and then the narrator's like, and now we see Al Neri, you know, it's going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the pre it's boring. The priest is talking in Italian. And then the thing, it's like, you know, until he talks in English again, Michael Corleone, do you you know, whatever, renounce Satan or whatever, you know, then, then that's better because it's exciting. But I, I, I'm having some trouble there. I have to describe the action, but I, I don't know. Well, why do you have to describe the, why don't you just make it a funny, have him do Mowage or something? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, why even go there? Just make it funny. So you're saying don't describe the action leading up to the killings and do something else? Well, I don't know. It just matters. Is yeah, that what you were saying yeah, exactly. from uh, Princess Bride? Right, exactly. I don't know. Just like, just make it a gag. D yeah, I know I got to change it. I know it's the part that's not working. Right now it's like 70 pages. And I was so worried that I wouldn't have enough information for this one. I just kept adding on scenes. Right. Yeah, 70 might be a little... Also, long. there's a little scene from uh, 
Superman. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I'm putting, um, I'm doing a thing where I stick the script onto Lenny's forehead, like Brando did with all his dialogue, <laughs> so he didn't have to memorize it. <laughs> right. So they have those gags. Last. I don't know whether I uh, told you. I didn't tell anybody this. I forgot last week. But when I was with Vincent uh, last week, he told me, which I had not remembered, that Emil Clooney used to come into Caliban all the time. And he's like, don't you remember? You always used to ask her out all the time. And she said, that you'd rather die. And I'm like, that's George Clooney's wife. And I'm like, is that right? I mean, that sounds familiar. Yeah, but I know yeah. he's like, yeah, you, she... She found you funny, but uh, she wanted to have nothing to do with you <laughs> in dating, whatever, because we're right. all the same age. It would make sense, but um, I guess I found no. her very attractive back then. Plus, she was way too smart for me. Uh, just a couple other things. There's a thing in the, um, in the paper today about this. The, the Masters were this weekend, and this guy, uh, Sergio Garcia, won in a playoff. And it was so funny because when they went to hug his girl, she's wearing this ridiculously short skirt, mm-hmm. which was so hot that I couldn't take my eyes off it when it was happening. Sure. This BBC announcer had mentioned... You were actually watching it live? I was watching the Masters live, not the BBC version. Right. Yeah, I was watching the Masters live. And I always watch the end of the Masters. It's kind of awesome, you know, especially when there's a playoff. If I get the thing on my phone, there's a playoff. I'm like, oh, ooh, I got to watch. That's what also took long with the matzo lasagna. So I wanted to watch the end of the Masters. There's a lot of things to do So, But this guy from the BBC said, you know, he's like... Hey, she's got the shortest skirt on campus. Now, as an announcer, I think you have to mention that. This is a very short skirt. <laughs> right. And, it, and if you don't announce it, you're just not even a man. So for this guy to be under fire, especially with the BBC that isn't as uptight as we are, right. people suck. This girl's ridiculously hot, and she's <laughs> right. wearing the shortest skirt. Now, if she knows she's going to be on TV rooting for her man... You know you're you, – what are you wearing a short skirt for like that? <laughs> She's a, uh, an ex-golfer and an announcer and stuff. You know how it is. Right. You're wearing that short skirt because you want attention. There's no reason to wear this. Wear shorts. Right. I mean, or wear a longer – I mean, it's, don't. Please, wear this every day. <laughs> right. Um, well, uh, she doesn't care. That's <laughs> no. what I'm saying. She's not worried. No, she But I'm saying care. everybody shut up. Because she looks amazing. I know. And it's like if you can't mention that she's wearing a short skirt, then you're a horrible announcer. How old is he now? He that, must be old, right? Who? The, the announcer. Oh, well, he looks... Uh, he's 86. <laughs> so, so he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't it's, give a shit. Like, whatever. It's like when um, Brett Musburger said, uh, you know, the, the, the quarterback for Alabama had the most hottest girlfriend that anyone's ever seen. <laughs> and he goes, guys... If you want a girl like this, become a quarterback. I mean, it was the funniest fucking thing, and everybody got so out of shape. Right. The girl was the most beautiful girl you've ever seen. He's saying what everybody is watching is thinking. Right, right. Guys, you might want to rethink becoming a quarterback, you know, doing everything you can to become a quarterback. Right. It, I, I mean, she was ridiculous. Right. A big deal if you call attention to it. Also, Penn State is thinking about getting rid of all of their fraternities. Um, well, they had that all that problem. Well, not because of that, because they had like a blo- a weekend where everybody was going crazy, and the parents were even there going crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Penn State, and I've said this on my podcast a hundred times, shut down the whole fucking place. It's tainted. <laughs> Fuck your fraternities. I want Penn State leveled to the ground <laughs> by a wrecking ball. Wait, why? What? Uh, what's the lo- why? 
for Sandusky. Oh, okay. It's tainted. Right, right. And everyone knew. It's all it's all the president's men. It right. goes straight to the top. Right. Everyone's true. involved. Right. That school should be no more. They need <laughs> to true. dismantle every piece of that school. Right. It is tainted and it's an embarrassment for anyone that was molested by that guy that that school still exists right. and makes money at any programs they do. Every bit of money they should get should go to those parents or those kids that are all fucked up. Right. This is oh, as bad as the Catholic Church. This is just as bad. Everyone knew. Yeah, and yeah. they kept it a secret. And then they built a statue to that fuck. <laughs> I know, Not exactly. only should the football program be disbanded, the entire college, should, it's a black mark. And anytime you say you're from Penn State, you look like a dick. Right. Right. Thank you. Amen. It'll never happen because there's too much money involved. Exactly. One other thing before we go. My favorite. I'm trying to get her on the show, but I know why I fucked up now. Carol Markowitz. She's a, an editor. She's a, a writer for the, not for the Post, but she does editorials mm-hmm. for the Post. And we've spoken about her before. Um, I don't remember. She's a big Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. And um, but oh, I, I remember why. Because um, when I had Susie Silverman on. Uh, she hates UNICEF as much as I do <laughs> and that they aren't into international adoption and stuff like that. So I wrote to her and she wrote back, this Carol Markowitz, to be on the show because I had Susie on. What he didn't realize is that she, I think, maybe is a little more right and she probably <laughs> hates Susie Silverman right. and I messed up. So I want to reach out to her again because we do have a lot of the same opinions. Right. You should tell um, you we're on without Ann Coulter. Like, you know, you should remember. That. Right. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Because uh, I'd love to have Ann on this show because Ann is a hoot. Um, I know, you know, and I play both sides. That'd be hilarious. And everybody knows. Anyway, she was writing that that idiot Mayim Bialik from Blossom <laughs> and now the Big Bang Theory is very upset at people who use the word girls for women. Like HBO girls? Exactly. Well, that's what she brings up. Now, um, where is it she says? Uh, she employed people to stop using girl to describe women. Bialik generally one of the, she says, one of the more thoughtful and less obnoxious Hollywood celebrities. Kicks off the video saying she's going to be annoying and fully delivers. Bialik says, calling women girls implies that they're inferior to men and we never call men boys. But that is so not true. Yeah. How many times we're like, hey, we're going to see the boys? And nobody cares. Right. Right. The fuck is she talking about? Yeah, no, that's not just, I mean, <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous. Every, so, and so then she brings up, and this is why I brought up the article. She brings up Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her, says Julia Roberts to Hugh Grant in the romantic comedy Notting Hill. Not just a girl standing in front of a man, but a boy, the boy she wanted. It, 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 it's ridiculous. They have a picture of the Golden Girls over here, which was, of course, a, a female empowerment show. Right, right. Nobody cares. Right. I mean, and if you do care, nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> and then the show Girls, is that they're like they say, isn't trying to portray women as delicate flowers. Or a, 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 acquiescing, acquiesce, pronounce that for me. Acquiesce. It yeah, you said to, it right. To men, go, you know, Golden Girls wasn't a show about obedient women. It's like, right. and, and that's Leah Dunham, she's saying. Leah Dunham is the, the empowerment woman. Right. God of people that say, you know, right. if, if she thought that was bad, everybody's got to relax. Right. Well, you're going to talk about the girl's skirts and you're going to talk about the word girls. You're an asshole. Jesus Christ, you're a fucking millionaire and a rocket scientist for real. <laughs> Shut up. No one cares what you think. 
No one cares what you think, Maya Bialik Blossom. <laughs> you have a hundred billion dollars. How dare you even open up your mouth about what you think anybody wants? I feel like you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this kind of stuff makes me crazy. No, I agree with you. You know, all that stuff is ridiculous. When you, it's but... like, let's say what well, you don't care for Trump. Uh, you know, I am even around the board. But <laughs> but what I don't like is celebrities who are, you know, billionaires telling me how I should think. Right. And if they're saying Trump is doing this to the country, Trump is doing that, their country, with the way they live, right. it's pretty fucking good life. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's not going to change because Trump is president. Right. So shut up. That's true. And I'm, you know, I can't say that anymore because Judd Apatow feels that way, so i got to relax a little bit. <laughs> uh, whatever you want, Judd. He's like, don't you hate Trump? I sure do. That guy's horrible. <laughs> sure thing, Mr. Apatow. I don't know. You know, I mean, they don't know how it is on a daily basis. Right. You know, and I've got rich white guy problems because, you know, it bothers me getting my car out of the garage, which is in his buildings. Right. It bothers me on the voting line, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> his son is across the street. I don't know whether I told you this. His son lives across the street. The Secret Service is here every day now. Can barely walk out of the house without wait, wait, any wait. trouble. Trump's son? Yeah. Lives across the street? Across the street. Now the Secret Service all the time. They're taking Jeez. up the parking spaces. Ugh. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I was thinking about opening in Canada. I'm like, boy, it is such a great time to be a middle-aged white man. <laughs> I, all I had to do was wait it out. It all worked out. Right. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, you're you doing... You like that? You no, know, you guys are doing good. Yeah. Good. Well, the, yeah, I mean, that's you're going to be in Canada, right? Like, they're very PC, right? Right. Well, no, they're, I don't know they're PC, but they're definitely... Um, well, Sarah hates Trump, so if it's that crowd... Right. I was going to say, if like, I say that, that's, that'll fun. be okay, right. right? Making jokes at the expense of the U.S. right now. That's what Attell said. Really he well. said, just make U.S. jokes. Right. Which, of course, I have difficulty doing. Right. But <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> well, that's as far as I... Well, I'm not even exaggerating. It is great to be a white man at this age, at this time. No, the, you guys are doing pretty well right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty good time. Good time to be alive, man. Feel the burn. <laughs> yeah. A great time to be alive, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. Didn't your but... girl just have a birthday? Uh, yes, she turned seven. How was the party? No, I wasn't invited. Uh, you'd be ice skating. What'd you have at a park? An ice skating, that's right. Ice skating ring. You want to ice skate with a bunch of seven-year-olds? Well, maybe you do, so actually. You, you yeah. don't even know who you're talking to or you, what? You know, I, it's, the problem is, as they get older, I, I, it becomes more dangerous to have you around them, right? All the I don't know what you're zones, talking about. So. I have never done anything inappropriate until they're 18. Right. It is funny, you know, when I was with that girl 18, on Saturday. what about uh, your niece's uh, friends? Remember? I don't remember. I don't know their names. But, but what do you mean? Like what? Are, I mean, I want to go out with them, yeah. But right. I'm waiting until they, they're going to be 18. To, this, oh, I see. You're waiting. Yeah, they'll, see, be, they'll be 18 soon. Right. That's I'm true. just putting in the work. Right. That's right. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to. But it's funny. When I was with that girl today, I'm just thinking, Jesus, she's like Dory's age. Right. <laughs> if Dory had friends, right. I could be dating one of her friends. Right. And nothing, nobody could do anything about it. That's why you're mad. You're not mad. But you're mad because you can't exploit your niece. You know, you're mad that she doesn't have any Liza friends. Liza has friends. Right, She'll but I'm saying the, the reason you get mad at Dory is that you can't exploit her. It's, it's, thank God it is not the reason. <laughs> uh, not even in the back of my mind was I thinking that, thank God, I because mean, it does make me uptight sometimes. I mean, I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, oh, my God, my, this is my niece. You know, I mean, right. how great would it be to just bring her home? But and again, when I brought Ashley home that time, I mean, everybody loved her. And right. it's like totally different. This girl, I'm not sure if people would be so enamored with her. The way, the way Wait, what, what's her ethnicity? She looks like the whitest person you've ever seen, <laughs> but she's part Syrian oh, wow. and part Swiss. 
Oh, you better hurry up and date her before Trump kicks her back to wherever. Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping, actually. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't think. Uh, well, apparently I'm two years younger than her dad, who obviously I'm not going to like. because He's right. like Egyptian or something. I don't know what he is. Well, maybe you're supposed that? to um, talk to him about dating her. Is that how that works? Not if it's a Jew and an Egyptian. <laughs> he's already going to be angry. Obviously, she hates her father. Right. Clearly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but right, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm trying to date everybody. I'm trying to date that's, anybody. I don't care what the age is. That's great. But that gamut is amazing in a single day. Right. I mean, 53 and 22. No, that's two 22s. And even... let me tell you something. If you don't think it's a man's world, it is. Well, yeah. I don't see a lot of women being able to pull that off. <laughs> I mean, it's um, in that bar, they must think I am the coolest person on the planet. <laughs> because quite frankly, in that bar, I always stop by. I bring by Sarah. I bring by Jeff. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, I come I'm in sure. with dates. Right. You know, I'm like, Jesus, this guy's unbelievable. Right. It's like, I mean, outside that bar, I'm an idiot. But in that bar, this guy's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. Right. You should just do a show there. Also, um, my friend who is the lead guitarist for Joan Jett was there. I haven't seen him in a while. He's got the spiked hair. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but it was great to see him. And I think we're going to go see her this summer. They're opening for Boston. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Here um, in uh, are they, it's one of those flushing. Jersey somewhere in uh, like Camden, which is not cool. Oh, I I see a show there. That was, that's the worst. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about going there. I wish they were playing somebody else, but I re- somewhere else. But I really like to see. Sure. You know, I like to see him play. Yeah, that seems super and fun. And he's really cool. And I've known him for a long time. And Boston, that's like my favorite band. But what's his name? Died, right? So Brad Dell. Right. Yeah. So, so I guess they found a guy that's like, just like Journey found. That, in, that Filipino guy or something. Maybe they found <laughs> another guy. As long as Tom Schultz is there, I guess. Well, actually, for me, Brad Delp would be the. If he's not there, yeah, it's bad. But I don't know. Let's see what they that see. What be happens. fun? I mean, it's Tom Schultz, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's so awesome. Yeah, he's he's got to be still awesome. He's got to be still be able to play all that shit. He must be like seventy or something by now. Did you also hear that I'm auditioning for the musical of Tootsie? No, that's great, Greg. <laughs> Sounds great, Greg. Uh, what, what, like upcoming Broadway? Yeah, Broadway. Wow. I know. What part? Well, that's the thing. I told them I wanted to audition for that guy. Like, Dorothy, I love what you did without seeing today. <laughs> but they said, we're not sure if that part's going to be in it. So I, I don't care. I just want to audition. <laughs> I want to sing some songs. Because obviously I'm a homosexual. Right. Well, good luck with that. All I keep playing after last week, you know, I was playing the Groundhog Day. All I keep playing, folks, is that song from um, Book of Mormon. My God, I just keep playing that song. I, I, it's stuck in my head, and it's so good. Book of Mormon is so good. You've I, never seen was, it, huh? No, I haven't. Groundhog Day was horrible. It was horrible? It wasn't horrible. It's just not worth 170 bucks. It's worth free. Ah. So what else are you doing? Uh, when? I don't uh, know. Well, going I'm, to Vegas? Yeah, I'm going to Vegas and then uh, Pasadena. That's and I told you I'm going to the ESPN Bristol, Connecticut compound right. soon. But That's exciting. I, I'm not saying what it's for yet, no, but folks. Exciting. Dave just goes, go to the compound. It's a big Go thing. to the compound. Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, you know, it, it is football related. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when it happens. And um, very exciting stuff. No, that is exciting. For the people that care. But uh, I think that's about the uh, our show for today. All right. You're okay with that? Or did you have I something so. else you wanted to talk no, about? No, I'm happy to. Yeah, we talked for like an hour and a half. I was just glad you were here. Um, even though we didn't talk to Evan, but I had a lot to say. Right, clearly. And I haven't had a guest in a while, and it was nice to talk to somebody. <laughs> right. Um, do, you ever, do you ever put a mirror here when no one's here? No, I don't even like, look, I can see my reflection in the window. I don't even <laughs> like that. But yeah. I've talked to people before where they know I um, 
I don't. I can't even be like undressed. <laughs> like I have to be dressed in clothing when I do it. Sure. Because I can see my reflection sure. in the window, and I have to know that I. I don't know. I just feel that's the only way I can talk. So. Right. Right. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I think we we're all over the place a little bit, but we had some fun. We had some clips. Uh, you know, it started good. out a little uh, freakish because of the uh, computer problems, which makes me uptight. But otherwise, everything's going okay. It's good. The next week will be my final podcast before we all hear about Toronto and all that nonsense. Right. And um, I don't know. And then uh, the week after that... Are you going to record your your set and then play it on the show? I'll probably feel uncomfortable with that. (laughs) So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think we all want to hear it. Maybe. Well, All all seven of us. We really want to know. Well, (laughs) we'll see. And then, of course, um, we will be playing the full Godfather show the week after. Right. And that's that. So that'll bring us to Memorial Day, pretty much. And then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do our podcast at the beach, like sounds, usual. Sounds good. And the, and the racetrack. That's good. Anyway, Memo, thank you so much for joining no, it was me. great. I'm glad Sesame I Sesame Street it. on HBO. Keep that's Memo great. employed. Watch it with your kids. And, yeah, uh, we're up for those Emmys. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on the podcast next week. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time.